Hey there, welcome to the More Simple Podcast. My name is Mo. I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes and build community around important issues. On this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured on this platform are by people whose journey I'm inspired by and most importantly, people who have been courageous and vulnerable to be open about their life stories. And I hope that in turn, you find these stories inspiring. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. And I am super excited today, especially because this is a topic that I can talk about all day long. And I don't know why I haven't done like a full blast episode on this, but you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat because you get a lot of inside scoop on the history of my third favorite country, Korea, South Korea, and also the global cultural phenomenon that is Korean culture. We are going to spend a lot of time talking about my one and only guilty pleasure, Korean dramas, aka K drama. And I'm not alone today, guys. I brought help and receipts. And with me today on in the studio is my dear friend and sister, and also my Korean teacher, Mojong Sylvia Kim. Mojong, annyeonghaseyo. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Mojong Kim, aka sometimes people call me Sylvia. I'm from South Korea and currently doing my master's degree in early child education. And yeah, like Mo described about me, I'm helping her to develop her Korean skill. She's very fluent already. But she said she needs help, so I'm helping her. So, and besides that, sometimes we're talking about how Korean culture and society keep developing based on the drama or the songs or like kind of social news like that. So our bounding point, the background is more like South Korean. Yes, yes. It's the glue that holds our friendship together. And Wonjong, as a teacher, she teaches beyond the classroom. I mean, I like that. She sends me like jokes and things that are happening and we talk about you know um the news in south korea and just what i and my, my opinion about it and we just explore this kind of cultural exchanges so um i don't i think i bought it <laughs> so um we are gonna break this down into several sections but let me just give you a hint we're gonna start with the history of korea like you have to learn about the history of that wonderful peninsula and what brought about the Hallyu wave which is a Chinese word for, you know, Korean wave. Yeah. And then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, the why I watch Korean dramas and how I get to watch it, what makes Korea cool, why it's successful, why do people love it universally? And then we can go into elements of Korean drama, like the plots, the influences, the dark side, and some other things that are pertaining to the drama. And we also took some questions from the listeners, which we're going to explore with Mojanga. So first, let's get started. <laughs> Korea is a very wonderful place in the sense that it's still undergoing a war that has never quite ended. When the Korean War started in the 1950s, there was never a ceasefire that was, you know, called. So the two Koreas are, are still at war. So it's that war that never got ended. And I always tell people that way back in the 60s, uh, North Korea had a GDP that, you know, was like enormously, enormously larger than South Korea. But, you know, South Korea did all of that. And now they are, like, one of the most developed countries in the world. So I'm curious to know, Mojana, like, just thinking about your country's history and given that just right beside you, like, 30 minutes away from Seoul, like, ahead is just, you know, the border to North Korea. How does it make you feel to, you know, be close, that close to South North Korea, but then not so close but still far away? Um, It feels like sometimes in a news media describing very urgent issue or very dangerous situation but people in South Korea actually would feel like truly peaceful mm. because in a North Korea perspective to protect their, their hierarchy 
we know that they will not easily attack us maybe mm-hmm. so sometimes they do is like kind of exaggerating what they oh, want to do it's like kind of like whoa Oh, like a like a toddler scared. train tantrums, like you know. Yeah, yeah, miss me. So, it's one ball. Yeah, that's why like Korean people sometimes feel like mm, triple you're okay. At one time, I had a chance before I got into the United States. I had a chance to visit the DM- the uh, oh DMZ area with my family. Mm-hmm. At the time that the guide helping us to understand more historic and that better, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. described as like. Usually, we describe South Korea as a three-side ocean, but one thing we didn't mention: up like up there, we cannot go go up there. So mm. Surely, so we are stuck. Mm. So that time, I realized that ah, we are separated. Yeah, like that. From that sentence, I could basically understand we are separated in that moment, right? Yeah, because I've read a lot of books on North Korea and I've watched a lot of documentaries. And I don't even know what reunification is going to be like. It's going to take a lot of work, but I I do feel for that country, and I do hope that someday, someday, people will be liberated. That's just my dream. Now, um, let's talk about some of the history of um, the Korean wave. So, for those that don't know, uh, well, Korea's cultural economy has been exported all over the world through pop culture, entertainment, music, TV dramas, and movies. And like I said earlier on. Hallyu is a Chinese term which loosely translates to Korean wave, and it has been used to describe that phenomenal growth of Korean culture and popular culture that encompasses everything from music, movies, dramas, even to online games and Korean food. And South Korea is one of the only countries in the world, guys, if not the only one, that has a dedicated goal to become the world's leading exporter of popular culture. Like they didn't just watch this happen it was engineered for that particular reason and that blew my mind because when you hear about the miracle on the Han River and how when their GDP when they had the IMF crisis and the country was not doing very well a lot of people especially the older ones they donated their gold up to the up to the tune of like 1.3 billion dollars to be able to build the country back up and pay pay back their IMF loans and South Korea is a country that you could keep tilling the soil you're not going to find any natural resources because they don't have any natural resources But the people, they are so driven, and sometimes to the point of you know, killing themselves in a way because it's a high society which we're going to talk about to becoming you know make the country something really big. So I'm curious to know, um, Mujanga, like given that, like for you growing up in the '80s and looking at just how Korea has you know evolved over the years, what would you say about that statement makes you really proud about being Korean? Uh, first thing is. Very thankful for people's attitude, like authenticity. Because when the IMF hits, like late nineties, I can describe as like kind of compare maybe Great Depression when the United States hit really bad. It's not kind of the same thing, but can be described as a similar thing. Because when I was young, I was in sixth grade. I saw that one by one, my friends' parents, both of them, losing their job, hmm. and they need to sell their houses because they don't have income. So they go to the like government house or like really small house. So basically, they couldn't support their like economy at all. So at the time, nobody didn't ask to the citizens to donate their gold or money. Nobody didn't do it. But one by one, just voluntarily did it. Wow. So that blew me my mind. Like people's integrity. Like when something like crisis hit the country, like yeah. we're gonna help together. We are together. That kind yeah. of family mindset. I think that helps a lot Korea to develop this much. Wow. I mean, and I know that you have that. Like South Koreans, South Korea as a whole has that image of being highly competitive. You know, always wanted to be the best. And I can yeah. imagine that you're trying to beat Japan and also trying to beat North Korea and then China also added to the four that kind of made it like we're gonna get these guys, we're gonna get these guys. And so I talked about soft power earlier on. Let me just give you a quick definition of that for those that are listening. Is that it was coined by Harvard political scientist called Joseph Nye, and he referred to it as a, the power a country has through its image rather than through hard force. So hard force is something like military power or economic power. An example of soft power in play in the U.S. would be, you know, how the U.S. convinced everybody to buy Levi jeans or, you know, get the Ford A T A one car or maybe Coca Cola soft drinks or Hollywood movies. 
So it's a u- unique image of a particular country. And how you actually, even though given the relationship between these countries, how you first spread to China and then Japan and later to Southeast Asian and other several countries where it continues to this day to have a very strong impact. And as far back as 20 years ago in 2000, there was a 50-year ban on the exchange of popular culture between Korea and Japan. And so that was just partially lifted. And that really helped to you know, increase the surge of Korean popular culture among the Japanese. So, um, Mojong, I'm curious to know, I know you, Korea has such a long, convoluted and painful history with Japan. So did you grow up at all watching any, you know, Japanese manga or what was your relationship with Japan? Like you, like what was your first introduction to Japan as a child? Um, the first introduction, probably like animation or manga. But the problem is older generation, like my mom or my, especially my grandma. She was born 1919. Oh, wow. She been through all the Japanese suppression era. So she's really against everything from the Japanese culture. So that's why, like, I don't understand why you don't you want to read it or why you want to watch it. But thinking about it as a media, one side of the history is competitive, which meant when that time when Korean young people watch and feel more interested in Japanese culture, yeah. which meant is as a competitive side to them, the Japanese culture is more interesting. Mm. So yeah. That, that time, there is a one, several years period of the time in the Korean history, the Japanese culture has really influenced a lot in South Korea. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I kind of to a degree understand that because we were colonized by the English people, like British to be specific. And even though our history is different from yours, a lot of what we knew about, like the way we were taught, like I went to English schools, uh, uh, educational materials, and just... You know, the way we speak, not in the accent side kind of ways, but the way our words were formed were influenced by the English. And even though um, Japan colonized you guys for like 30 years and way, way, way before then, I think it doesn't, it's not too far-fetched to think that they will still have some influence on just how you guys, you know, um, perceive the world. And um, another fun fact is that the Hollywood wave has really been very beneficial to Korea because since 1990, it has become one of the biggest cultural phenomenon across, you know, Asia. And way back in 1965, Korea's GDP was, you know, um, less than that of Ghana. But today, it's the world's 12th largest economy. So over the last two decades, you can see that Korea has become, you know, incredibly rich and successful. And that phoenix rise from its ashes, I mean, it's something that I always say, I wish that my country, Nigeria, will you know, have emulate someday and we can, you know, get rid of all these things that we're still experiencing. So now um, I'd like to really go on to, into like the origins of Hallyu, like how it started. And so I'm curious to know, can you remember how Hallyu started? Like from your, like, what do you think about the spread of Hallyu across other countries? Yeah, so when I remember, first thing is, start from the uh, East Asia. So, First, the thing is we need to talk about the internet development. Thanks to the internet develop, so other country people can get interest in what other countries drama do. Mm-hmm. I watched Japanese drama, Chinese drama, and Korean drama too. Like some of the people get interest in Chinese drama, like those countries people start get also interested in Korean drama. Yeah. And I think that time we can divide it as before the cable drama is created. And after, yeah, and after the cable, cable drama, drama. Mm, that's yeah. so true. I didn't think of that because when I look over some kind of information, like yeah. how those media industries developed it, mm-hmm. what I realized that before 2010, there's only three channels in South Korea: KBC, NBC, KBS, NBC, and one more. Um, SBS. Did, SBS, yeah, so yes. station. <laughs> I was also saying three station. So that's that's too newer. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Yeah, so but it's grown a lot. Like, you have several stations in Korea now. Yeah. Yeah. Because thanks to the cable drama, the flat yeah. platforms developed in more diversity. That's why as the timing wise, internet developed together. Yeah. More diversity platform. Yeah. So 
like more creative more creative um, control yeah. that's so so good well um as a matter of fact the movie that actually started it was called sweary and it's an inspiring movie about the north korean south korean espionage and it was released in 1999 and it was hugely successful across um southeast asian country and i think the um the producer i forget his name pak kang jaekyu and yeah. kang jaekyu shiri was you know was the first one that kind of blew across southeast asian and it was written by it was directed actually by kang jaekyu and that blew well there wasn't internet then but just think of it like blowing up you know the internet way before the internet became a thing and then there was also autumn in my heart have you seen that one so that was also another one that I heard that that was very popular in China and in Singapore in Japan and then of course there was my sassy girl yeah so those were the things that really made it blown But then when you think about just the history and the economic development of Korea there are five factors that have been attributed to the evolution of the Korean wave and one was lifting the ban on foreign travel for local Koreans as far back as 1990s people don't know this that a lot of Koreans couldn't travel abroad they couldn't travel abroad and but when that ban was lifted there was so many you know um travels to western world like mainly to the US and Europe and many people pursued educations in these countries And of course then we had you know a lot of movies Hollywood was has always been booming and so these western educated Koreans brought with them the new perspectives of doing business of you know interpreting interpreting art and cinema and music and also innovative forms of expressions like for example K-pop when i think about K-pop especially the boy bands there's so many imitation to like european you know bands because the way they dress i mean they look asian but they are dressed you know very western and their mannerisms and we're still going to talk a little bit about K-pop and also there was also the restructuring of the table after the IMF crisis the government realized that they need to do different things differently and the president then Kim Dae-jung he pushed for information technology and popular culture as a two key drivers for um future career because way back when Park Chung-hee was president he really you know put a ban on cultural expression like you couldn't do you couldn't sing anything that was mm-hmm. anti-government and a lot of korean artists had to come up with you know ways of sounding romantic but they're not making it seem like it was the government you know like i don't know if you had examples about that like um jo inkon oh jo inkon jo inkon um yang hyun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kim, the, Kim the, the song actually Yeah, yeah, um, that song is man there's in the lyrics there's nothing against the government the government thought one of the sentence the lies turn off in the room and the government's like why are you guys turning off the light in the room are you guys talking about the anti-government so this one's ended like that and then <laughs> oh my gosh um there's another one that um what's his name jaebae kumaneno Isn't it mm-hmm. Johnny? No, no, Johnny. Yeah, I think that's Johnny Wan's song. Johnny Wan, and and it's um, it's please. It's called please, and it, it's it sings about like don't don't suffocate me. I'm human. If you listen to it, you think, you know, he's talking about a lover suffocating you, but it was actually addressed to the government. But so they had to come up with ways to kind of be anti-government without being anti-government because a lot of them were put into jail. They would, you know, fabricate lies about drug use and all that. So it was a very difficult time for Korean artists in in the 60s. And also Samsung, I tell people that Samsung used to be a department store called Che Jedang and they just sold salts, um cotton and 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 sugar, but now it's like a powerhouse and it's one mm-hmm. of the, you know, um <laughs> top and prominent Korean channels yeah. exactly and also they they banned censorship laws like all of the censorship that they had as well 1996 they banned and then finally they improved focus on infrastructure the Korean government has been and is still spending significant amount of money to develop high-tech internet infrastructure and 
Korea has one of the fastest internet in the world. You know, fine, it's still prone to a lot of censorship and all of that kind of stuff, but it's super fast. And there's also a potential, like a talent base of young and energetic, energetic Koreans who have received a lot of venture capital funds from the government. As a matter of fact, Korea is one of the few countries in the world where they, 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 they help to invest a lot in their young, productive members of society by providing loans and venture capitals to make them really, really grow. I don't know if you had anything to add to that. No, I think that's a really good description. <laughs> Thank you. Concern with that. And, um, and I want to also say that it, it, we said that stars are, are born, but in Korea, K-pop stars are in, they are born, they are manufactured. There's a particular wing of the government whose job it is to make sure that, you know, there's a, there's a constant outflow and, you know, um, churning out of talent of of shows and koreans love to sing a lot like everywhere you go everywhere you when they're gatherings even when they're protesting there's still songs so it's very well embedded in their culture to be artistic and um so now we're going to segue now i've talked about the historical stuff i hope it wasn't very boring as you can t- i don't know if you can tell but i'm so excited talking about this <laughs> so why do i watch korea Jawa? well a little bit of a confession i have been watching korean drama for almost 10 years now and it took a while for me to be very public about it because people tend to look at you like, you still watch Korean dramas? And I am very proud to say that I, I love it. There's always something special about Korean dramas for me. Not because of the love stories or fantasy of love, but inside of dramas, whatever the genre is, there's always something to learn. There's some life lesson. And they also make the episodes so short and meaningful. Unlike in American dramas where they can have like 10 seasons and 20 episodes done. <laughs> I'm so tired, you know, and that's why I never get tired of watching Korean dramas. Another reason, reason I like to watch it is because they have these pure, innocent love stories. I agree that a lot of them are very unrealistic, but hey, it gives me a form of escapism. And I don't really like when scenes are overtly sexual, like, you know, yeah, you know I, yeah, I mean, it's like, let's have dialogue, like, fine, sex is good. In Korean dramas, they give you the illusion that something has taken place overnight, but they don't just show the act which I really like. Now, this is different from the movies. Korean movies can be super raunchy, like super, super raunchy. Um, DK Jonah asked that question. So she wanted me to ask you, Jonah. So her question was this. I'm curious about their writing style. How are they able to create epic stories? And what's their educational system like when it comes to writing? Because they have lovely storytelling skills. So... Um, I think it can start like earlier. I mentioned there's only three channels in South Korea, so that time is very kind of restricted, like limitation, less creativity. Because that time, also, not any smartphone or tablet, like tablets, are not able to watch the drama, so mm-hmm. only the 40 or 50s, like mothers, mm-hmm. can watch the television mostly. So they always target on those people's getting attention from them. Mm-hmm. So those three channels always talking about the romance. Action drama? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like sub opera. So in the hospital, they fall in love. In the lawyer, like in the courtroom, like they're gonna fall in love. In the school, they're gonna fall in love. In the kitchen, they're gonna fall in love. <laughs> That's why there's movement to me. I'm a little bit sick and tired of like everything gonna conclude as a romance, but like Thankfully, still less sexuality on that. Yeah. But after that, when the cable drama started it, the cable drama paid more money and they got better working conditions. So they got a lot of producers from those three channels. Mm-hmm. And they put some lots of money to creative, like very innovation ones so they can get attention from other people. So one thing also thing is they more starting based on other books or web drama like web comics so and they recreated those things and make it producing so one of the example like me saying me saying ah incomplete yeah. life oh my goodness that's a very good one ah uh, it's it's one of my lives drama sometimes people like when they have a hard time in their daily lives mm-hmm. sometimes they watch the drama and just like i'm feeling killed i feel like drama. someone is hearing me like- yeah so yeah, the setting of that movie is, is talking about the harsh working conditions mm. in Korea. And I think I heard that people would leave work early to go home and watch it. Like, 
it was one of the it's one of the most popular watch dramas ever and there was no single romance in like there was nothing on romance in it but i think at that point a lot of younger people were already getting disillusioned with korea because they call it hell joseon because it was very hard to like live by and and make money and make ends meet and that yeah. drama validated a lot of the angst and and just the anger that was brimming in a lot of young koreans and i highly recommend there's no romance there nothing nothing romantic it's office life and just how people get back and competition and just the antagonism at work sorry guess okay just say <laughs> so today, like they're used to kind of tired that everything's just complete wellness and kind of there's a cliche in korean drama so i look over what kind of cliche usually korean drama have is like rich guy oh yeah the the the, the, the there's a rich guy yeah. arrogant he has to be arrogant he's a perfect it's perfect one be okay he's and perfect then, and all kind of cinderella cinderella boys. girl yeah and the, yeah, girl is always mm-hmm. poor sometimes have the mom and there's a like mean sister or uh, there's a third person try to separate them and always like the guy gonna save her like that kind of cliche to me is that that part of like It's secondly obvious. <laughs> However, when the uh, cable drama started, like me saying, one make me again, like make me watch the cable drama. I see, I see. Like creative style. I see. And and you know we're gonna get to the tropes that are overtly used in Korean dramas, but I wanted to see it a little bit with, you know, why for me I watch it, and I, apart from just that I like the life stories, I also watch it to learn the language. I have found ways to, even though sometimes the way they speak in grammar is not how you would speak naturally, but at least learning vocabulary. So I highly recommend this to um, those that are trying to learn Korean or whatever languages you're trying to learn. One of the ways to do that is through entertainment. Maybe through music. And for me, I particularly like drama because I'm very visual. And I I watch so much Korean dramas that I get ads on Instagram and Facebook. And Korean and Korean dramas. Another thing I want to talk about is where we watch it from. So, from those that that are curious and they want to get it started, I'll talk about some apps and Bojanka. Um, you can add to. It. So, the first one I use is Viki. You know, mm. I love Viki. I turn on the comments just because some people don't like that. It has like live comments where you can see those comments, and comment can be a hit or a miss because people get so angry sometimes at a character they don't like and they start you know reading insults. And BTS Army fans, they sometimes you know bomb the chat rooms and just talk about BTS all day. And I roll my eyes, and and the subtitles might take a little bit of time to come on Viki, and that's why you need to learn the language. And I pay a little bit extra to avoid the ads because the ads can be so so long. Yeah. And what other ways do you watch Korean drama, or like you call it uh, drama? Netflix. Netflix, Netflix these days they put a lot of money and influence to get the Korean drama. I agree. I agree. Do a lot. I agree. I was very shocked when I saw a reply. That was like three years ago. And when we watched um, um, Sunshine, Mr. Sunshine, Mr. Sunshine, I was. I mean, that was a Netflix original production, which really blew my mind. You know, Netflix yeah. is also another place. I get if I my Netflix re- recommendation anytime I turn it on is usually Korean dramas. I get alerts like now coming on Netflix. Usually Korean dramas. You can also use other apps like Asian Crush, On Demand Korea, and also check out for the titles because sometimes the way a movie or its drama can be titled is different from the licensing they got in the US. So it might have like different titles. Then I also want to talk a little bit about the writing. Unlike a lot of American TV series where they they do all the writing, and they, by the time they are releasing the dramas episodes online, they've already done everything before. Korean drama is on demand. You know, writers are usually in one room writing the scripts while the producers are doing their thing, and there's that deadline of two episodes a week. So the schedule comes out a day before. The actors get the script on the day off, and they go to the set and have ten minutes to read their line, and they just have to act. And so it's on demand. It's so if there's like a, I know that there's some dramas they have to cancel midway because when Corona happened, they couldn't keep taping. And given that they have up to sixteen, so usually Korean dramas are. 16 to 20 episodes long. Now we have one that can extend to like 100 episodes. If it's like a family drama or a saga or things like that, those are not the norm. They're just the exceptions. And so it's it it takes a lot of writing for you to be able to do everything in 16 episodes. So I think that's one of the reasons I like Korean dramas. They don't just do the drama for the sake of the drama. Like they have to put substance in it. 
because there's only so much you can get away with doing like 50 if you had like 10 seasons of a, of a particular drama but what do you think about that mujanga are you compared to american dramas in korean dramas do you like the length the shorter length of korean dramas or you wish they could be longer sometimes um definitely i prefer shorter one because when people when producer prolong the episode the storyline can be very delayed and like yeah. very slow yeah. and usually people are more like fast 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 yeah. that's why korean people's characteristic common characteristic wants everything fast that's the one thing <laughs> also how developed you know it's very american really we fast. have fast food fast clinic fast everything is drive through drive through boyfriend yeah <laughs> But actually, people in United States are more like calm, very uh, easygoing. Can but I in Korea, that yeah, but in Korea, people are just gonna come. So one example: when I got here, uh-huh. my second flight delayed like four hours, and when I got onto the flight, everybody just sat there and we waited an hour without no notification, and nobody complained. But in South Korea, when that happened, people just gonna, you know, went out and asked him to the desk, "What's going on?" You guys sound I like Nigerians. I pay my money. <laughs> I pay my money, and you guys don't serve me. And so, what is the problem? And what is your guys thinking? And what is your personal? Can I get my money back? Dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, like that. So people never gonna stop. Sometimes complaining is kind of sometimes bad thing, but also yeah. it can be a good thing to you know develop really fast. So mm-hmm. in that case. Also, Korean people would prefer short episodes and very compact and good quality. So, keep the attention. Is the movie? Yeah, Korean movie, The Vita Soup. In Netflix, it says Stranger. I don't know why it's a stranger. Yeah. Truthfully, direct like translate directly, it should be Secret of the Woods. Like something, uh-huh. but still sounds weird. But anyway, Strangers. what I heard Beduna? the writer. Beduna. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Beduna Chosun. Mm-hmm. What I heard. The writer, she was just uh, working in the company, and she quit her job, and she prepared for the drama three years. Wow! She doesn't have, she didn't have any background to be a drama writer or something. But she prepared, wow. investigating, studying for like three years. Wow! And then she made the drama. A lot. Prepared three years. That kind wow. of makes them. How how many the time the years that she put it in there makes really mm-hmm. good quality one. Yes, yeah. Do you know that podcast is going mainstream, and that there are many people all over the world listening to podcasts daily? For example, in the U.S. alone, one in every three persons listen to at least one podcast every month. Well, that's a lot of people. Do you also know that podcast listeners tend to be more loyal, affluent, and educated? Speaking of these retro qualities, did you also know that on a monthly basis, thousands of people all over the world listen to the Mossable Podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business, service, event, or product you would love loyal, affluent, and educated listeners to hear about? Then look no further. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talktomo at mosible dot com today, or you can visit our website at www dot mosible dot com. That is www dot m o s i b y l dot com. Another thing is that Korean dramas they can they can be quite dedicated. Let me give you an example. For a particular drama, I think it was called Feast of Gods, Feast of the Gods. All the actors had, because it was set around the kitchen and all of the politics are is around the kitchen. All the actors went through culinary school, and they built an industrial sized kitchen just to you know, do that. And you were telling me, um, Isa Sansonwell, um, the hospital playlist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they built a hospital, like a whole. They built the hospital, yeah. Just for that drama, and I've heard about people learning to like um, Milhe, Milhe. You are. Oh, you, Uh, uh, uh. Having to learn like piano and then oh, even yeah. um, um, Brahms, it was say, oh, learning how to perfect the art of violin. Yeah, when was that? Yeah, how come don't money about the solo? It's so it's so good. They like they they're so dedicated to the art form of it that they can go length to to any length mm-hmm. like perfect the hustle. And I think that quality, that consistency, that you know, paying attention to details and that drive for perfectionism. I think that's what has made that's what has made you know Korean drama very successful 
internationally. And um, why did people why do people love Korea University? I think, unlike you know, like I said before, unlike shows from other countries, including telenovelas, where you know characters have sex in the first two min- two minutes. A Korean drama can get to episode eight, and maybe the only thing the couple has done was a slight kiss or holding hands. Like it's the way Korean dramas tend to. I want to say magnify like the little things. Like mm. I get excited when a character even and the kisses is not if they're just doing tongues. It's just like a light brush, and I start clapping like a you know like an overweight seal like in my bedroom. Episode eight or twelve, that's when that happens, and they don't dwell on it for long. Like the touches, the the looks, the the sensuality between characters. There's a way they do it. Like they leave a lot to your imagination, and I love that. I really love that. Sometimes I wish a, a bit more action, and um, and I think that women all over the world. They, I, I want to say that most of the people that watch Korean dramas are mostly women, and that, and I think that notion of just wanting something that seems a bit more ideal is what attracts people to watch Korean drama. In Iran, for example, I heard that women schedule their dinners so that they don't interfere with their Korean shows. I mean that's amazing, and of course I know Africa has gotten on the Korean wave now, and 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 I think there's also that emotion part of it, you know, the ability to bring out the grievances, like deep. I feel like deep inside every Korean's heart, there lies a wound that needs to be avenged, and I think it's a perfect segue to talk about Han. I think there are two major emotions that run, you know, really and predominant in Korean dramas or movies, and that is Han and Jong. And I tried to come up with an English word to translate that. I cannot. So I'd like to ask you: Can you just define what Han is, and also what you, what what Jong is, and how that really plays a role in almost any Korean drama or movie that you pick up? Han、um, is not easy to describe. Truthfully, it's kind of a、um, feeling that. Sometimes it can describe some kind of maybe trauma,、mm-hmm. so some kind of very heartbroken story in the heart. So these days, people more and more they have more hard time to share their deepest inside of their story in their heart.、Mm-hmm. So that is can be you know their story related with Han. How do you think about it? Kind of hard to describe. Hard to describe. It's very.、Yeah. It's kind of like saying, you know, when you say nunchi omnusar, I'm like, how do you describe that? Like, it's it's so deep. But here's just, you know, what I was able to, like, how I was able to put the words together. So Han, every Korean, whether they want to believe it or not, there's that concept of Han, and I think it originated from just the trauma and the hardship and all of the, you know, murky stuff Korea has gone through, and Han. Is I'll say is the opposite of karma because karma you can work it off from life to life,、mm. but we hand the suffering never lessens, rather it accumulates and it passes on from generation to generation. So an example I like to give is imagine the story of Job in the Bible, except that when God gives him a new family and new riches, Job has to relive the suffering over and over again,、mm. and and I think that. The memories of the ancestors are encoded in, you know, the Koreans' DNA, and so one. I feel like the the suffering is passed from one generation to another, like I said. And Koreans believe that the disease caused by Han is called Hwabyeong, which means anger illness. And、mm. a fact is that it's a medically recognized condition according to the DSM-4, and they call it culturally specific disease. And so Han is that, like that feeling you get when the the protagonist, you know. Gets their day in court, or when the bad guy is sent to jail, that feeling of triumph, that hand, that's that's what a lot of writers in these Korean dramas try to replicate over and over again. And I find that conceptually unique about Korean dramas, because whether it's a romance drama or a law drama, there's always hand there, there's always hand there. So yeah, that's how I can define.、It. I don't know if I did a good job, but <laughs> I'm not Korean, but I do get the concept. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard for me to understand what you're describing because I grew up at I grew up that environment,、yeah. so I can feel it. I have it, but sometimes it's hard to describe. Like I think I have it, but I never thought or asked to describe like that way. So that part to me, like sometimes people are like, "Yeah, but how?" Like yeah. you know, yeah.、Mm. And and most Korean plots they revolve around childhood innocence and family drama. There's a lot of loud crying. I mean, both men and women cry in Korea, which, you know, of course, it's not men don't cry like that in real life. 
you know and does that happen into their hand to, fi- to if, as a need to fix it on the suffering now i want to talk a little bit about john like can you tell us a little bit about that that was one of the hardest one for me to actually come up with a definition for john can be seen as more like attachment so it's like the pure heart that you want to take care of to somebody so it can be very active or inactive because the relationship between me and Mo sometimes when i ask her like hey how are you doing checking up there is more like active attachment yeah. but however sometimes inactive attachment sometimes i just like give her space or like praying for her or yeah. sometimes just without asking i send something and preparing some food and just give it to her not saying blah 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 yeah I report. I root for you. The kind of supporting. That that I want to say that is attachment. And I think a, a deeper meaning to that would be it's the emotional and psychological bond that joins Koreans. Even though you have this hand, which you know, it's it's not always negative because a lot of Koreans have some Koreans have attributed their success to hand. But I feel like the uniqueness of of John is that it's it's a source, is its ubiquity and. And the collective nature of Korean society, like that feeling of what I'm doing is for the collective good, and I think that 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 helps to frame Jung in a better perspective. Now, let's talk about some of the influences Korean dramas had over the years. And so, um, Rojonga talked about missing, you know, some minutes ago, and that really highlighted social issues, especially working conditions for um, many Koreans, and he explained why a lot of younger Koreans really took to that drama. Another thing I would like to highlight is her promotion. So, um, what's some of that one? Both Gomi, Gomi, Park Gomi, Nampion, Cho Jung Sok, uh huh, Cho Jung Sok, Kuriko, Kong Yoo Jin, Hwasin, Jutui Hwasin. Yeah, Jutui Hwasin. Yes, yes. That is, yeah, that is one of my favorite too. Me too. Another, another. And they call it Dear to Dream or Jealousy Incarnate. It highlighted the uniqueness, well, the peculiarity of male breast cancer because one of the characters, you know, had a little bit of lump, and given that men. A man and there's that masculinity that is so prevalent in Korean culture. I thought that was a neat opportunity. And even um, Chon Chun Girok, record of youth. There's mm. awareness of cervical cancer screening among your know, males, which I thought was really really good. And I also think that Korean drama or music what is more than entertainment. It's deeper than that. It's Korean beauty products. It's fashion. It's food. It's culture. It's language. It's tourism. It's surgical explorations because Korea is one of the top, you know, surgical surgery meccas of the world. The cosmetics are really well known. I happen to use some of them. Mojong has given me a lot of face mask and and you know makeup and all that kind of stuff. And even the film film locations. People want to go to Namsan Tower, Busan, Jeju, and yeah. So I want to also ask you a little bit, like, what are some of the influences you've seen? Especially here in the U.S., about like that has been brought about by you know Korean culture and the Hollywood wave. Um, besides the you know different contents or variety of a story storyline mm-hmm. that also kind of makes the popular. So everybody has a different taste, and when the drama is only limited in a certain area. That obviously they're gonna they cannot attract many different viewers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Korea, there's some drama only for the romance, and some drama without any romance, mm-hmm. just, for, just for the action or kind of lawyer's story like that one. So different types by different tastes, you can choose whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. Excellent. But these days, what I see in the United States, mm-hmm. in a, the TV show in here is more like very sexual. In the second episode, they suddenly sleep together, and to me, it's like, why? You guys just met each other. <laughs> why are you guys so hungry for dramas. that? Even hospital dramas, you know. Yeah, the like Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah, that's. The... I love that, but they never stop going having sexual attraction to each other. They never stop. That makes me sad. That content can be good. But they too much focus on that. Yeah, I agree. I think there's so much on. I mean. It's understandable that young people like to have sex, but it shouldn't be like the central story. Yeah. I just find that it's done, you know, ad nauseum. Then other influences would be boy bands like BTS, you know, mm. which you know everybody probably knows about. They are very good in 
accessing their fan base to talk about issues like loneliness, peer pressure, mental health, and sexual identity. And even uh, in Abu Dhabi, which you know is in the UAE, KCON was held there despite the cultural barrier in the Muslim nation. And depending on some of the dramas, sales of some products. Now, one of the big things about Korean drama, there's always product placements, which can be quite annoying, you know. But there's some dramas that, by virtue of some products appearing there, it has driven sales. So, like, um, Dior saw on Kunde, which is you who you you who came from the star, that had um Kim Soo Hyun and um Jun 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 Jun. I always say her name wrong. The lipstick she wore, that particular shade of lipstick, sold out within minutes. And even the bag, the character, the man, the, the main lead was carrying, is sold out. Uh, for me personally, I, oh, my next star has to be an Akira MDX because it's used a lot in a lot of Korean dramas, and I have to get me an Akira MDX. My fridge, my Samsung fridge, I saw it in a Korean drama. And I said, like, I want me that fridge. My my um, my my Roomba, even my phones. Like <laughs> I'm all about Samsung. No thanks to Korean drama. Now let's talk about some of the dark sides. Um, and I would like to say this that even while we're exploring this, I don't think any culture is perfect, right? I think there are always good things and bad things. And it's acknowledging that, okay, while there could be good things, here are some of the things that we think can be quite problematic. And so when I even talk about this, please don't make it seem like, oh, Korean culture is bad now. Now, one of the things I've really noticed is, you know, suicides, depression, anxiety, bullying, isolation. And uh, was it Kim 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 Dahe, the lady, the Australian actress? She's Korean, but she's from Australia. She did Hotel King. You remember her? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. She yeah. was ostracized for kissing, like the way she kissed that character in a particular drama. Like people thought she was very loose, and she talked about just that isolation. And there've been a lot of suicides. I mean, so for its economic development, Korea has one of the highest suicide rates for one of the top OECD. Among the OECD, yeah. Yes. So I just want to talk about that. Like, what are some of your opinions about the dark side of, you know, that are depicted in Korean culture? And I think a major contributing factor to that would be just that drive for excellence and perfection at all costs. But I'm curious to know what you think about that. Mm, definitely including suicide and the criminal rates among the teenagers because under the 14... The law under the law, they mm-hmm. will be protect or parents divorce like that, yeah. so children's trauma. So those kind of things is actually never be discussed before 2010, mm-hmm. or because it's kind of restricted or like kind of the code should not never discuss in the drama. But after that, the it's a negative part of the culture. But more and more in the dramas is slowly on to talking about it so like a drama it is okay not to be okay oh yeah yeah like the, like the the woman character yeah yeah so oh so it's what her characteristic has in the childhood mm-hmm. usually will not be used in the drama, in the drama. yes yes but yes. now using it is more like it's okay bring it up your story it's not your fault yeah you need yeah. to talk about it so yeah. that part in Korean culture still go to the psychologist to talk about it it looks like very bad the taboo mm, taboo it feels like why you go to psychologist do you have a mentally ill mm-hmm. in here it's really common mm-hmm. you feel very hard like very rejected feeling yeah. and people go to psychologist to talk about it you can't even talk about it publicly like I do know I have a therapist for that I have another therapist for that mm-hmm. But in Korea, when you go to therapy, like, why do you need help? You can control yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you really, really mentally gone or like yeah, that? Yeah. So people don't want to go to the psychologist. Yeah. But yeah. however, drama working that part as that way, reflecting it. Yeah. So people, like under the parents' divorce, minus not the same thing, but mm-hmm. can be similar experience, the girl, woman, main characters and the drama, not, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. So maybe they can reflect in their childhood story and feel like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Like I, that's I, similar my story. Like yeah, I agree with you. And I think that dramas, while they can be from escapism, I like that they're also highlighting mental health issues. And mm-hmm. I noticed a, a, there was a spike one time, like, you know, Kill Me, Heal Me, um, um, when China, Sarangayo, like, and then. Mm-hmm. It's okay that's love with um Joy Jo In Song and Kung Hyo Jin. 
and also this it's okay not to be okay talking about some of these you know hardcore cluster c type mental health issues like schizophrenia bipolar disorder and um yeah so i think that's that's a very good thing that i, I think dramas are taking on but i also sometimes find that the plots are so unrealistic and there's that emphasis on body shaming like the girl is always ugly until she gets you know fixed up by the guy or the like also um we can there's a bit you can talk about cosmetic surgeries and just that wanting to change your appearance to yeah. look like your certain idols and i think sometimes violence against women are quite prevalent like stalking women grabbing their hands it took me a while to kind of i'll say i want to say get comfortable when i sit now in korean i still roll my eyes but i don't know if that's really part of the culture like stalking your love interest and grabbing them by the hands is that quite common or is it just a korean drama thing i think it used korean thing but since when people get influence a lot yeah they think oh maybe that is the one way how can i do that yeah there can be i think other story yeah now um before we kind of round off let's talk about some of the tropes that i don't like so well i feel like there's always that everybody knows somebody like your love interest was the boy that you grew up with together and then you grew up one day and then you're like ah, ah. that's a cliche yeah <laughs> I, I know South Korea is small, but does that really happen? Or nah, you all no. know everybody. <laughs> no. And, and then, like in the rain, like guys rain in the rain, and all of a sudden the umbrella pops up. But do you guys carry? So when I'm asking these questions, I know the answer, but let me just talk like a silly person. Do you guys run around with like an umbrella for a guy to kind of rescue you? Not all the time. Not like that. Not like that. that yeah, that was weird. little bit it's kind of they can be more romantic maybe the maybe i could i could imagine when i was a single that, like look at the rain and i don't have an umbrella then hoping that a guy can here and help me out yeah. maybe they can be reflecting on that but usually people just go by themselves they don't care one they of the things home first. so you know we're supposed to go to korea in june before it got canceled One of the things that I was scared of was walking on the street because I feel like a white truck is just going to hit me and then <laughs> I'm going to die. So uh, is there is like a high rate of, you know, a motor vehicle accident in Korea? Not really because in my life I only saw one time. I walk <laughs> like people in Korea they walk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We usually using transportation system or just yeah. by walking. And I only saw one time in my life. Man Every time you see a white truck in Korean drama, you know it's going to hit somebody. And anytime somebody coughs, you know, maybe they're having cancer or what, you know, horrible brain disease. And then um I can I think that can be reflect that my experience before I got into America, like I watched a lot of criminal mind or CSI, so I thought that I can be shot in the airport. <laughs> Nice one. I see. I see that. I, 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 nice one. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of reflection because yeah. that is only the perception. What you see is what you only can think. So to me, I was a little bit worried about it. So there is a moment I thought about, okay, I should stop watching Criminal Minds. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some of our favorite movies or dramas, and I'll get us all started. So for dramas, for movies, you want to start with the old ones because they're kind kind of good. So old boy it's quite heavy it was written by Cha- Park Chang-wook and he won big at the Grand Prix at the 2004 Cannes Film Festival and I also like Reply series and Tabara Pai Pai 1988 nineteen ninety 1994 1997 the drama doesn't have any antagonists but it makes you realize that sometimes fate is your antagonist and it focuses heavily on relationship especially childhood relationship family relationship I also like um It's okay. That's love. I have watched it probably five times because of the heavy emphasis on mental health, schizophrenia, and I think it was that drama that depicted just how functioning and you know how people can adjust in society. I mean, when I say people adjust, it is not those that have schizophrenia, but us adjusting in the sense that seeing them as you know contributing members of society and not looking at them as people that are less. So I'm just curious to know what are some of your favorite ones. Uh, we talk about me saying, and my favorite one currently is a stranger season two. Like people like interested without romance at all. Yeah, it's very political issue. Like using your brain a lot. Who is yeah. the actual the 
the bad guy, like that one. Yeah. That story blew me my mind. Like mm. just out of way, like wow, like that. And also the reply, one of my favorite series is like 1988. Yes, because me that too. That is the area I grew up. I grew up in '86. So, we're Tongavia. We're the same age. Yeah. And even though I didn't grow up in Korea, it made me so nostalgic. Like I wanted to call up my childhood friends. Of course, I don't have their numbers. I don't remember their names, but it tugs at your heartstrings and all the hardship. And you know, ah, oh, gosh, yeah. I I agree with her. You should go watch. And when I was uh, young, like uh, early '90s, that time, there's a political moment. South Korea almost turned into a socialism country. Wow. There's many riots, all those kind of things. That drama described very well yeah. as a side story. Yeah. It's a very like full and goes to story very naturally. So yeah. I love that drama. And other one is I want to recommend like recently finished watching is Fear of My Friends. Oh yeah, is... That's good. it's on Netflix, guys. By the way, go check it. Yeah, I watched a second time right now. <laughs> so the main character is a. Late thirties woman, yeah. and a writer uh, with uh, with her mom, mm-hmm. and her mom is like a bunch of friends. So to me, the reason I like the drama, it gives me the deep understanding perspectives from my mother's side. Mm. So in I think maybe each society they have some conflict between the generation, like all the yes, generation and young generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They talk to each other like you don't understand. You didn't be through it like this way. Yeah. Like that kind of conflict. But that yeah. drama describes. That there's there's a story. So after finish drama, I made a phone call to my mom. I just told her I'm very thankful that everything you did for me. Oh, <laughs> it just made me feel like, mom, I support your life. I root for you. Oh, personal life a lot. Yeah. Since my father passed away when I was a seven, and after mm. that, my mom was always single. And naturally, I thought that only in my perspectives, like there's. My mom never came to marry like that one, like because I couldn't understand. But mm. after I watching it, I realized my mom has a life as a woman. Mm. She has a right to do it, mm. not for us, for her. That's why I made a phone call to her, like telling her I like I root for you. Mm. Mm. So that part made me think about a lot. I, I highly recommend that. I also like I like Beauty Inside. It has um lemon key and um. So Hyunjin, I it's like a really it. good drama, and the character he suffers from prosopagnosia, which is like difficult mm-hmm. in recognizing faces. And I'm not gonna give too much away. I also like another um, To Oh Young. It's mm-hmm. really good. another O, another O. Yes, it's really good, and I love the OST. And Eric Mon was, you know, phenomenal in that. We also forgot to talk about Signal. We're still waiting for the part two of it. <laughs> oh my gosh, the OST! Ah, we didn't talk about dra- Korean drama OST, like the original soundtracks. They are so good. There's like a whole industry out there of people that write songs, like someone like IU, who you know, who, who is really very popular as a musician. And any drama she likes, she writes the um, OST for becomes a big one. Like you know, Sangha Bush Jack, which is Crash Landing into You, was also a big one. Mm. And yeah, I mean, there's so many dramas I like, and I feel like I don't have enough time to kind of talk about the many ones. What is smart, I think, with mm. the OST, it's they divided as a like quarter, like part one, part two, part three, part, three, yes, part four. Yes. And the storyline goes up, starts slowly, and goes up a peak and the ending. And then, yeah, so they choose right. a different theme of the song. Yes. So yes. when the viewers listen to the song, then when the song change. Their feeling can be also changed too, as what they see. So I think that part is very good marketing. How they set up like that way. That's yeah, a very good point you made. I I didn't know. I mean, I knew that, but I how like I knew that, but I you saying it kind of brought it to my remembrance. And thanks for sharing that. And Big Ji Young is like my favorite, you know, queen of OST drama. She's really good. Taeyeon is also not bad. Uh, Yoon Mirae, she's half Korean, half Black. She has a soul in her. Hearing is also good, and Lean. Uh, uh, I like Lean. I like her songs. They're a little bit old school, but I like them. So yeah. Um, well, as an outsider looking into Korea, I love what I see, and I do acknowledge the differences between our culture. But like I asserted earlier on, I really do hope there could be some cross collaboration, and I'm glad that finally Korea is. I know Korea Korean entertainment has been acknowledged. Like if you look at you know other festivals in Asia. But I like that parasite, you know, 
took the lead by winning four Academy Award awards, including Best Picture, and it became the first non-English language to film to win that Best Picture and also Original Screenplay. It also won the Golden Globe Award for Best Foreign Language. And I know that, you know, a lot of Koreans don't really care so much about the Oscars, but I like that I can use that as a turning point to kind of talk about this movie. I went to see it in the cinemas and I bought the movie already also on Amazon Prime and I have watched it three times. I don't think I can watch it again because it's quite heavy, but I'm glad mm. that at least people are knowing more about Korean entertainment because I love that it's a key to cultural exchanges. Oh, well, um, so Hollywood has been here for decades now. I'm curious to know, what do you think the next 10 years is going to be like? Because there's a lot of pressure to keep that wave flowing. And usually the bigger the expectations, the bigger the disappointment. So do you think the wave will end? Mm, I think it can go pretty long under the circumstances when the the drama is still be created mm-hmm. a different various platform and can satisfy different types of viewers then I think they can do um, pretty well that's a good point so I think it's also about looking at what your audience needs and given that it's a wave that has spread over the country there's always something for somebody out there and I particularly would love to see more chorus collaboration with African artists so the way sometimes Africa is depicted in Korean dramas is almost like that little place where people are dying of food and starvation I would like for that to be changed because I mean K-pop and K-con has gone to Dubai has been to you know Latin American countries and other parts of Europe but I haven't seen anything big being done in Africa and I'm, for one, advocating for Nigeria being, you know, the most populous black nation on earth. I would love to see a lot of collaboration with Nigerian artists. I would love to see, you know, um, like Busan Film Festival, like partnering up with Nollywood, which is our, like a big, you know, media house back home in Nigeria. Because I know a lot of Nigerians enjoy Korean dramas and they love Korean, you know, entertainment. And so I'd like to see more, um, what's the word, purpose, purposefulness around that. So yes, um, in conclusion, do you have anything you want to like to add before I wrap it up? Um, I highly, highly recommend the Korean drama, like as much as I will recommend. So recommend first to start watching some kind of trailer based on your interest. And good part of the Netflix when you try to click it in the preview, it says like comedy or yeah, drama or, or mm-hmm. suspense, like mm-hmm. that way. And also one of the drama lastly maybe i want to recommend is like safety so sense of the COVID 19 many like cults history in korea got amused a lot that drama describes so well so yes it's really good yeah to me very like i couldn't even finish watching it that much is really good quality it took me months to finish it because it was quite heavy and it felt too real for me Cause you know, I was, I was, I told you what happened to me. I was got intru- yeah. into into a Korean cult, so it felt it was happening at the same time. It felt <laughs> very real to me. Yeah, so just let us know how we can enhance your experience. But I highly, you know, um, support what Mojonga said. Is find what you like. Like if you if you're not into romance, guess what? There are many Korean dramas and uh, movies that would fit right into that. If you love horror movies, oh my gosh, Korean dramas and movies. There's some that are so. That's so difficult to watch for me because I don't really like a lot of horror movies. But whatever you like, there's always something out there. But we hope that through this episode we've talked about, we've able to give you a better understanding of not just to you know why we like Korean dramas, but the history behind it and why it means a lot to me. I watch Korean dramas almost every day because I use that to practice my English skills, my Korean skills, in addition to get entertained by it. And so, yeah, Mojanga, um, thank you so much for being on the show today. You know I love talking about these kind of things with you. And from the bottom of my heart, you know, uh, Thanks for inviting. All right, guys, this has been the show with Mojonga. And catch you guys on another episode of the Mossible Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this episode with all of your K-drama fans out there. And if you have more questions, you can, you know, let me know. And if you want to, you know, contact Mojonga as well, I can put you through her if you have any questions. And we'll be like your resident Korean expert, even though I don't call myself an expert, but behind with Mojang on my side I feel like I can take over Korea like you know <laughs> anyways I remain your host Masiwa and catch you guys later alright sis manapshida thanks for everybody you didn't hear you say 
잘한때 안녕하세요라고 전해주세요. 네. 네. 몸조심하세요. 네. Hey listeners, this has been another episode of the Marsable Podcast. What do you think about today's episode? Do you have a question or feedback you'd love to provide? A suggestion for a future guest? We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram at Marsable or email us at talktomo at marsable.com. Your suggestion might just end up being featured on a future episode of the podcast. We cannot wait to hear back from you. Do visit our official website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and amazing guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave us a rating or review as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and reaching more amazing listeners like you. We always appreciate your support. Thank you.